You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Today I'm interviewing Lucy of Lucy Grimes. She makes beautiful products for entertaining from paper. They're classic, fun, colorful, and amazing prints in paper placemats and her signature genius vase wraps. We really hit it off as we both love hosting friends, have appreciation for great interiors, so it was really fun to chat with her. I had listener requests that I share links of the brands, books, influencers, etc. that my guests mention on my interviews. So now on the preppypodcast.com, you'll find links from each episode weekly, and you can also shop the merch there too, including the new podcast candle. All right. So tell everyone your name, where you live, and what you do. Well, first, thank you for having me. I'm a listener of the podcast, so I was so honored when you asked me to be on it. Aww. And so my name is Lucy Dean, but everyone thinks it's Lucy Grimes since that's my business name. It's my Grimes is my middle name. So my name is Lucy Grimes Dean. It's kind of funny, actually, because when I first started my business, I was in my mid 20s. So I was young. People are married at the age, but I'm not married. And everyone assumed I was married. (laughs) And I couldn't understand why. I'm like, why does everyone think I'm married? And then I realized because my business card said Lucy Dean, and they thought that Grimes was my maiden name. Oh. oh, Makes sense now. But I respond to all. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, well, I'm in D.C. now. I grew up in Colorado. But I've been in D.C. for, I think, oh, shoot, I guess eight years now. And I'm here to stay. So it's where Lucy Grimes was born. It's where most of our products are made and fulfilled from. And it's where the future is for me. And I have, for people who aren't familiar, a paper company called Lucy Grimes. And we do tabletop paper goods. So we launched with paper placemats and paper vase wraps, which are um, origami-inspired wraps that go around like a can, a mason jar, someone's wine glass, to turn it into a pretty vase for your table or bar cart or bookshelf. And then next week, we're actually launching cocktail napkins. So we're growing slowly and steadily. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's Well, first of all, for anyone who's not familiar with your vase wraps, they are so cool. I got my hands on one last week and I actually have a little um, vase of daisies in on my bedroom. my bedroom uh, vanity right now, and it has one of your vase wraps, and it's so pretty. It like blows my mind how you did that. But I'm so excited for cocktail napkins. I have an impressive collection, like a whole. Uh, they're like actually for shoes to store them. Um, I have two stacked shoe things with cocktail napkins. I'm obsessed. Like anytime I see them, I just grab them. So I'm so excited to see what yours are going to be like. Oh, yay. I love cocktail napkins, too. And everyone buys them, you know, for gifts or just to have her in the house. So it's kind of a fun thing to be making. Definitely. So now, I guess, take me back to Colorado then. Like, were you always creative? Like, did you always love art and design and patterns or entertaining? Or did you have this little entrepreneurial spirit? Like, talk to me about growing up. 
So, okay, so I always, I wouldn't say, necessarily say I was an artist growing up. Okay. I was an avid DIYer. Um, and I like loved the show. Do you remember Trading Spaces? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> plywood, plywood couches they would used to make. I like wanted to make one so badly for my room always. Um, and so I just always loved creating. I wouldn't say like fine art, but creating. Mm-hmm. And then, but I would say my true passion is for color and pattern. So I loved, and I still love, interior design, textiles, wallpaper. I am the happiest woman alive that wallpaper is hip again because I liked yes. it before it was hip. And now there's <laughs> so many amazing options. I get a lot of inspiration from actual textiles and wallpaper. Um, I just think there's, I love pattern more mm-hmm. than like art if that makes sense yeah for and sure then, like I love scarves I wear a scarf almost every day <laughs> like, oh. I, like even when I was younger everyone always thought I was like an old woman in college I had a whole wall I um attached curtain rods to my wall and they were like scarf racks and I had like 150 scarves which is like sick I know now I've pared <laughs> it down to just like probably 15 um, I'm much more sustainable these days but I just because like because scarves, there's such good patterns and colors, and I just couldn't resist. I might have had an issue. <laughs> um, but I think that's my true passion more than art. But I do love art. I mean, I love art on my walls. I love art, but I don't, that's not where Lucy Grimes came from. Got it. Okay. And then I would say, not to interrupt, but I would no. say my second part of where Lucy Grimes came from is I'm a true, true extrovert. Like, I actually regenerate and rejuvenate myself being around people. So I love to entertain. I love to have friends over for cocktails and dinner parties and everything constantly. So Lucy Grimes is kind of the mix of all of that, those two aspects together. So, Oh my gosh. I love that. I feel like if we live closer, we would be best friends because that's so me. I love entertaining. And I loved what you said about your scarf wall in college because I had that with purses. I had the tiniest room in college at my apartment. And I had all these purses though, because I've always worked at, you know, small higher end boutiques. So I took like the little 3M hook strips and like put them all over my walls and <laughs> hung purses from them. So I get I what you're that. saying with the scarf. It seconds as art. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. So when you were in college, then where and what did you end up studying? So um, the journey is kind of funny. So I actually, I went to Bucknell, which is in Pennsylvania, Yeah, you know, local kind of, yeah. do you? Not really central Pennsylvania. <laughs> Any town, but I studied sociology and political science, and I was super into like big data. Like I thought my future was going to be in big data, which oh. <laughs> and I just thought like so I thought that was going to be my career, and I thought I would just fuel my love for like entertaining and color and pattern through my lifestyle and a beautiful home that one day I would hopefully create. Okay, um, and then so then from college, I just always wanted to move to DC, so I just moved here without a job. And I got a job in IT consulting, which is like such a basic DC job. <laughs> and I did it for a little bit and I realized, you know, this is not fulfilling and mm-hmm. maybe this is not what I want to do with my life. And so I actually left and I went to RISD, Rhode Island School Design, oh. and I got a certificate in textile design. Oh. And I came back to DC because I loved it so much. And um, 
you know, did a little like, you know, worked for some people and did little things to pay the bills. And as I thought, I'm like, how am I going to build my true love is textile and wallpapers, as uh-huh. I said earlier. But I'm like, I can't do that in DC. And also, you know, it takes so much money, like startup money to create that. And I'm like, I don't have the business acumen to invest that and make those mistakes. Mm-hmm. So over time of inner, like, living my life and having friends over and entertaining and, you know, doing flower arrangements down the table with my stemless wine glasses and my mason jars. I lived in an apartment without, um, va- I didn't have room to store vases. And okay. Stuff. I like, it came to me. I'm like, there's got to be something to make this more beautiful. Yeah. And I love a seasonal decor. I love like for the event. I don't like chintzy Pinteresty type stuff, but I'm uh-huh. like, thanks. You know, I don't want one set of attainable linens. So it kind of naturally um, came from just living and trying to think of like how I was going to channel my love for pattern and color because I realized that's what I wanted to do. And then it all kind of slowly came together. Then it just fell in line. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. So why did you go the paper route then? Was it because storage really, and it was a great solution then in that sense, and there wasn't anything out there or, you know, instead of doing cloth napkins and cloth placemats, um, is that kind of the, the reasoning behind it? So yeah, so it is interesting. I love linens. I love table linens. I love fabrics. So like it is kind of strange that I went the paper route because I appreciate fabric. Mm-hmm. But honestly, um, inventory, it was a kind of a growth and financial decision. So I mean, inventory is so expensive when you start a company and paper is just so much cheaper. Yeah. And then um, my business acumen was low. I was in my or mid twenties. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to make mistakes, which I'm going to make a thousand mistakes, and I have made some big mistakes, even this year, you know, you just make them and move on Mm -hmm. that. I want it to be, that's not going to be detrimental to me. It'll allow, it still gives me space to move on and grow. And so I do foresee growing paper and I think it is fun and and I've learned. And before I started, I realized I started, you know, when I thought about like paper, is that going to be good? And is that going to satisfy me? And I was like, you know, it's fun to change things up. And yeah. paper allows you to change things up, yeah. which I really appreciate and I've grown to love. But I do foresee in the future, you know, also bringing in fabric one day. Okay. No, that's really cool. And I feel like sort of our generation, like a lot of people live in cities like you for a while. And so really the space, you know, they like to entertain, but it's somewhat difficult. So with paper, you're allowing that. And I feel like it's very, you know, hip of you, I would say, to update these, you know, fabric linens and are giving another alternative to in the meantime right now. 1000%. And you know what's funny is when I went into Lucy Grimes, you know how you do all the exercises when you build a business, like who's your ideal client and all yes. this stuff. And I really thought it would be like young families, like yeah. young moms who haven't built a collection, who, you know, have money to spend on $25 paper goods and, you know, are having friends over and want it to be fresh and fun, but they have kids. Uh But you know, what I totally did not see coming is one of my biggest clients is in like their Uh sixties because they have all this stuff, but they use it over and over and over again. And it's fun when you have a girl's luncheon or a birthday party or Christmas dinner to do something fresh and new. And so they get the paper place, Max, it's like fresh and new. It's not something they've used before, which I didn't see coming. Yeah, It is a huge part of my um, client base. 
Definitely. Wow, that's cool. So talk to me a little bit about some of the first steps then to start in Lucy Grimes Designs. Like, how were you Googling how to get these produced and manufactured? Like, did you work on a website, like an Instagram? Like, talk to me about some of the steps of launching and making this business. So (laughs) it like makes me cringe when I think back on it, but I dove head first into the deep end because I was so naive. I did not know what I was doing, which is honestly like the best. Yeah, it's a blessing sometimes. It totally is. I think I would have been paralyzed by fear and overanalyzing. I'm an overanalyzer if I didn't. So Mm -hmm. saying that first, what I did essentially is I jumped headfirst into wholesale. So the week after I launched, I went to New York now. Wow. (laughs) And which New York now, for those who don't know, it's the big wholesale market. So it's where the stores go and they pick out what it's twice a year and they pick out what they want for like the next six months in their store. Yeah. It's a season before the season. Um, And I did it and... In New York now, like the tabletop section and the gourmet food section kind of meld together. And I was like in the back corner of the gourmet food section, totally out of place. (laughs) My booth, like I look back at it now and it makes me laugh. But, you know, I I thought I was on top of the world, so I didn't know any better. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that happens to a lot of people, though, their first time going to market. They like are in an awful spot and then figure it out. But also it's expensive. So that's so funny. It was so expensive. <laughs> but you know, New York, because I'm in DC, it was cheaper to get there. I okay. have a lot of friends and family in New York. So I'd like free places to stay. Okay. And that takes up a lot of it. But yeah. so I kind of just was naive in the beginning. But as far as starting product, it is a lot of Googling. And mm-hmm. it was a lot I had an uncle in the um or I have an uncle who was in the uh what do you call it? packaging industry okay. for for perfume and perfume samples? Oh. Which is, uh, you know, you all the industries you don't know exist. And, Very um, niche, <laughs> exactly. So he had he was a big help in creating the form, helping me. Like I would come to him with an idea. So like origami vase is now an origami vase, but it mm-hmm. did not start out or vase wrap did not start out as origami. It it morphed into origami. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was more of like a box before. And he kind of just like was a good sounding board. So I'm mm-hmm. so lucky I had him. And then he also had relationships with different printers. Like the printer I used before. Um, well, you're actually, um, he lived in Delaware. I know you're near oh, Delaware. Yeah. So he lived near, he lived in, near Wilmington, Delaware. And oh, we're super there, close. Yeah. Yeah. And all the printers there, they do all those little, like the DuPont companies there. So they do a lot of stuff for like their drugs. Mm-hmm. And like this specific printer did the inserts that you fold up really, really tiny with tiny print on it that you put in like you know, your Advil bottle or whatever. Yeah. And they ended up printing my first round of paper placemats, which was so funny oh my because God. the colors were kind of bad. I didn't really do color, but that's where I started because that's where like the connection was. So looking back, it just makes me laugh, but it's a lot of um, trial and error. I've moved yep. to three different printers now and now I'm uh-huh. at one I love and I'm staying there. And um, it was, I guess, actually four printers. Um, and it's, it's been a journey, but yes, Google is my best friend. You can Google <laughs> anything. You can learn anything. You just have to be patient because there's a lot of bad Google searches. Like there's a lot of bad results. Yes. <laughs> don't get you what you're looking for. So it's hard to figure out the terminology to Google, right? To get the answer, but that's a skill. 
Definitely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So then let's talk a little bit about like, so you launched then with wholesale. Did you have a website at this point or Instagram, social media? Like uh, what did you do in terms to get to customers directly then? Or were you just strictly at that point focusing on wholesale? So I did, um, I did have a website. I got a website made because I thought it was very important to be a legitimate brand to have like a polished um, home base, which was my website. I did focus on wholesale mostly because in the printing industry, which I know every industry, like the jewelry industry and everything, it's different with quantities, Mm -hmm. but price and quantity Like once you hit a certain threshold, the price just nosedives. So quantity was like vital for me. And the only way for me to get quantity was to go wholesale. Okay. So I did focus on wholesale and then it kind of was all consuming. Like as everyone hears over and over again, the one woman show, there's only so many hours in a day. And I found it really hard to break off and do, you know, direct to customer because I had no time for it. Um, Mm -hmm. which is where COVID is the biggest blessing, honestly, for my company. It's helped me grow tremendously, which I'm, I feel so sad for everyone. It's hurt, but, um, I have to like acknowledge how much it's helped me personally as a business. Um, because the wholesale kind of died and it really forced me to rev up Instagram and to polish that whole side of my business. And now Mm -hmm. that side of my business is I really enjoy that side of my business more and it's growing crazy. Like this time last year, I had 700 Instagram followers because I never posted. I didn't even like ever think about Instagram as like an yeah. avenue. And now, I mean, I've grown, I've grown so much and I, I have created such a community on it and I really love it. So it's kind of was a second fiddle and I'm so happy. And now it's not anymore, but I'm so happy that direct to consumer is such a big part of my business. Oh, wow. That's super cool. And I've heard that a lot from some people is that it allowed them to sort of not slow down, but like look at areas of their business that they hadn't focused on before because they were so like, you know, in the rat race or like running in a wheel of what they already were doing for so long. Um, So, but speaking of that, let's talk a little bit about marketing. How have you spread the word then about your business? Was it really just, you know, your wholesale accounts and customers then being familiar with it um, or did you do anything like ads on Facebook or more shows maybe? Like how have you marketed and spread the word? So I, um, well, when I started, so Lucy Grimes is two and a half years old, just as okay. a context. So it's it's a baby, <laughs> growing <laughs> baby. Um, but in the beginning, I did mostly wholesale shows or I did only wholesale shows and I did little markets around the DC area, okay. which thank goodness I'm over that like you know windy days tent snapping paper goods flying it was (laughs) I have PTSD from it and now I've really focused and tried to grow my Instagram I would say marketing is my weakest part of my natural skill in my business and it's so I I have to work the hardest at it Mm -hmm. and it often is the last thing on my to-do list because you know you just push it down um but I do a lot of Instagram stuff and I do work with a lot of bloggers and influencers. Um, Most of my customer base is in Dallas or the Southeast, like South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi, North Carolina, Tennessee. So I really focused on, um, I, I do a little bit of paid 
Instagram stuff, but I honestly just send product with nice notes to people, (laughs) Um, which I ask permission beforehand. It's not blind. And then, you know, I, you know, some people do such a fabulous job helping and they really love Lucy Grimes and, you know, you just, um, you really feel the benefits of their, their help and their, I find that a lot of influencers, like their passion is helping and finding these really cool things and small brands. So they're ecstatic and they're like thankful to help you too, because it helps their company. So it's kind of like, we help each other. Definitely. No. For <laughs> like, sure. like, I tell myself that I'm not just, I'm not <laughs> reaping all the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about your design process then. Like, where do you get inspiration from? Um, what what inspires you? How do you go from like idea of, oh, you know, this could be a cool pattern to then drawing it up or, you know, mocking it up on the computer to having it printed? Like, talk to me how that works a little bit. So I definitely, so I follow, okay, well, I am like an avid magazine browser, so I get all the magazines, and I tear out pages and circle like, ooh, love this color combo, or this like small scale with this bold striped border, whatever it is, is like mm-hmm. really upkeeling. So I'm constantly, I just have like files, my at home office, which I don't use anymore as an office, it's just full of that stuff, which like... Some days I'm just like, you know, I'm in a creative rut and I just like re-go through everything I've already been inspired by in the past. And then Instagram is like kind of like a daily version of those magazines now. And I follow so many um, textile and wallpaper houses and brands. And um, again, I just like get inspired. Like I love this color combo. I love this scale. I love this theme and I kind of meld them, we'll meld them all together. Mm-hmm. And my end result never is what I think it's going to be. So it's kind <laughs> of fun. And I, I always, I, I, it might be detrimental to me, but I, I seek feedback. So I'll send a pattern or watercolor or whatever to so 10 people and get all their mm-hmm. feedback and then go back to drawing board and redo it. So it might, and it, it sometimes slows me down a lot or too much or maybe paralyzes me, but I'm constantly evolving. So it takes like a little bit, but, and everything's a watercolor. So I get all this idea and something might be a graphic, bold inspiration, but then I, you know, it inspires my more fluid watercolor, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now, and also, I know you have some giving back built into your business. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, of course. So going back to, okay, well, going back to when I was working <laughs> in IT, all the way back, I wasn't fulfilled, as I mentioned before. And I just like, mm-hmm. I was helping Fortune 500 company IT departments like get better. And I'm like, this is just, they don't need me. <laughs> and so I always wanted to do something that I felt like I had an impact. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, loved, that was always just in the back of my mind. So I went on, pursued textile design, blah, blah, blah. And I started the company. I'm like, I really want this to give back to community somehow. But I didn't, I didn't want to force it. I was like trying to force it. I'm like, no, that's just not that's not authentic. So I'm like, I'm just going to start this. It'll come to me. And it came to me when I got my first set of paper vase wraps from the die cutter and the die cutter scores in like where the origami fold's going to be like with the machine. And I was like, Oh shoot, 
I have to fold 1,200 of these and package them. And it takes a lot of time. I was like, looks like I need to hire some people to help me. And then over the next couple of months, it organically came together that there's this really wonderful big nonprofit in DC, and it's called End Street Village. And they help women experiencing homeless get back on their feet. So they provide them shelter, they provide them counseling, they have like help them get jobs you know, everything that they can do to try to like help them get back on their feet. And like these women can be experiencing homelessness for a myriad of reasons, just down on their luck, whatever. And so I work with them and I have a team of women. Well, this is actually sadly pre-COVID. So it was for like a year pre-COVID and post-COVID. During COVID, I haven't been able to work with them. We're about to start working together again. Um, But they meet with me. We all meet together and they hand fold um, all the vases and package them for me. So they get, I don't donate a portion of proceeds. Well, I have been donating a portion of proceeds this year since we weren't working together just okay. to stay together, stay true to our mission. But we pay them $15 an hour. Oh so gosh. they get a living wage. And they, um, you know, I remember when I gave one woman her first paycheck, she's like, I'm so excited. I've been trying to buy a blender so I can like make healthier breakfast, like smoothies Aww. in my little room. And I was like, wow, things I never even like thought about. And then they also like pay a cell phone bill with it or, you know, helps them get credit um, so that when they get housing, they have like credit score. So yeah. it can be like a credit card bill or a cell phone bill, or they have something on their resume. So when they try to get another job, like, they can have a letter of reference. They can have skill sets that they can clearly display. Things can be up to date. Um, so it's, it helps them more than just like financially. And it also gives them purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have something to do every now, like a couple of times a week, they have a place to go. They have a job. They're making an income. You know, everyone wants a sense of purpose in life. Yeah. So that's where I really found um how we quote unquote give back, but I do. It's, it's, I loved those days and a local theater donated rehearsal space because they don't use it in the mornings Uh for us to meet in and use for free. So it really is like a little mini community effort, which is amazing. Like it's, it's so organic and it was so like natural coming together. And it really is, it, it really is one of my favorite parts. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so great to know that, that, you know, the vase is made so specially. Yes, yes. And it's definitely the most expensive um, <laughs> part of making the vase, but it's totally worth it. <laughs> definitely. So now what's been your greatest challenge thus far, would you say? Oh, gosh. Challenges. <laughs> There's always so many challenges. Well, um, I would say I also am a firm believer of American made. And um, so everything is actually made in the D.C. area. Mine is, but it's like I've, as I said, I've like gone bounced around between printers and fulfillment people, and quality control is so hard because I am mm-hmm. such a stickler. Because like this is my brand, it reflects me, not you. And yeah, um, so quality control. Maybe I need to relax a little bit, but that <laughs> always just been every time you reprint, you want your colors to match. It's just it starts again and again, every time. Yeah. And then, so that's the quality control. Then keeping things made in America, the placemats and the vase wraps, that was pretty simple. Printers can do that. Like basic print shops can do that stuff. For oh. you. But the napkins, the napkins was so hard to get made in America. So that they're like full bleed, you know, to the edges. Yeah. And 
it just took, because it's kind of a Google-proof thing, speaking of Google, because if you Google, like, custom napkins, blah, 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 you all these, like, ones that are stamped in the middle, like, Mr. and Mrs. Smith or whatever mm-hmm. come up. And these, this is, like, a giant, giant, giant printer. They're actually owned by um, Party City. Oh. And, like, they're not looking to be found on Google. So they're, yeah. like, Google-proof. And so it took me, like calling mark i realized all these marketing firms had the same example picture of their napkins i'm like all right they're clearly using the same american-made printer yeah so i was like i'm like oh is it made locally in chattanooga tennessee and they're like no and i'm like oh where is your printer located and like slowly by calling so i like learned the town and i found it and i went directly to them and it it's just some things are hard to get made in america yeah but this is kind of funny this is actually really interesting to get Okay, something I won't give away. Something that cost eighty-five cents, like part of getting the napkins made, cost eighty-five cents in America. Mm-hmm. To get it made in China and shipped to, including freight to California, uh-huh. guess how much it's cost to make there and shipped. Shipped to California, yeah. Um, forty cents. One and a half pennies. Oh my gosh. Isn't that- isn't that kind of sick? Um, and so like, wow. when you find out that, you're like, okay, do I want to keep it in America? They're like, yes, it's worth it because that's where my values are. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's hard. Like, I get why companies, you know. But so it's just like the Made in America is like a challenge as I try to create new products and stuff. It's, it, yeah. it is hard to find. You know, if you go to China, you get the intermediary person and they find the printer and they do it for you. So it takes mm-hmm. out that work. But um, And then marketing is always, I told you, that's like my least natural part um so which is so funny thing. because you're an extrovert you know I know I know I think the self-promoting I you know what Instagram isn't natural for me I have not posted on my personal Instagram since 2017 so even before Lucy Grimes was a thing um I just I don't know social media scares me I feel like <laughs> I spend too much time on it I'll become deflated <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's too funny. So on the flip side to that, like what's been your greatest success? Like what are you really proud of or what's been a really cool thing that's happened to you with your business? Okay, well, I will say my chinoiserie paper vase wraps have been just a giant success and I could not be like more thrilled. We can barely keep them in stock. Um, So that just like is reassuring when you create something that so many people want and you get such good feedback of it, like it fuels your Mm -hmm. fire because there are so many deflating moments too. Like let's not all rainbows and butterflies. Um, (laughs) So that actually just like makes me happy and excited to know that. Um, And then I was, Oh, what is another big success? Um, I feel like, like I just focus so many on like the little things that it's hard. Like, I never go big picture. So <laughs> like, was there a store that you got into that you really wanted to, or an influencer you worked with, or were you mentioned in a magazine maybe, or, um, um I was that- mentioned in the national, uh, national Enquirer once that was a, <laughs> a big success. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I, um, there is, there's two stores. What They're both in like the South mm-hmm. um, in, in, they're both in, one's in North Carolina, one's in South Carolina. Okay. And they're like kind of mini chains. Um, and so that was like, and, or they have like a couple, you know, like they're not yeah. chains, but they maybe have like in two different towns or something. And those are, um, 
I was really happy to get in those because you kind of like I started going to market in Atlanta instead of New York. Yeah. And you'd see them and you they have multiple buyers and you see their little badges walk by and by and by show after show and you look up their store and you're like, oh, I want to be in their store. Yeah. And then they and then they like place their first order, and then they keep placing bigger and bigger orders. And you're like, okay, they not only do they like me, but now they know I can succeed in their store. And yeah. So there are little things like that, or those are big things, but that would give me like everyday wins. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important. You know, it's a bunch of the the little things adding up that especially mean a lot as an entrepreneur. Totally, totally. So since this is the Preppy Podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? Okay, this is a this is kind of a hard question to have like <laughs> put into a few words. So the first things that came to mind are definitely it's classic and timeless. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, well, that like you could be grand millennial. And I don't necessarily think grand millennial encompasses preppy at all. So then I'm like, well, it has to be, I think it includes color and pattern yeah. for sure. And then there's, I think preppy neutrals are blue and white mm-hmm. and then a stripe. Yes. Like a stripe is a neutral pattern that another pattern goes with always. Yeah. And then everything has a base. Every preppy house has blue and white accent room or like something, right? Definitely. So, um, but then preppy, I, then I was like, okay, if I think about preppy, it's a lifestyle almost too, though. Mm-hmm. It's not just an aesthetic. Yeah. Um, like there's preppy leisure activities like golfing. Yeah. Which kind of encompasses classics, stands the test of time. Um, so it's a lifestyle with blue and white and stripes as your neutrals. <laughs> I love that. No, that is a great answer. <laughs> so what's your favorite product on your site right now? Is it that blue and white chinoiserie um, base wrap or what would you say right now you're really loving? I do love the blue and white chinoiserie face wrap. I do. Um, I would say like my overall favorite one is my green leaf placemat, which is kind of like palmish leaves that are green, all mm-hmm. watercolored. It's my first pattern I ever did oh. for um, a placemat randomly. And it's just like, to me, it's a neutral. So yeah. it's green and green matches, I feel like every single color. And I, I like blue and white, don't get me wrong, but I think sometimes like I want to get beyond the blue and white. And I know mm-hmm. you love color too, so you get it. Totally. And so I can match anything with it. And like you can also match any pattern with that pattern. It's like a neutral pattern too, because it's kind of simple, but it's fun and fluid. Yeah. So it, look, when I set my table, I always want to use the green and white. It looks so good with fun plates or the green and white um, palm leaf one. Yeah, so that's my favorite. But then I'm also really into my new scalloped placemats. So they're round with the scalloped edge. They're um, gorgeous. I just think they're really fun. Mm-hmm. And I just, they're super feminine. And I, my style is very feminine. Um, and I just think they're like very soft, feminine and fun. So I'm, I'm very into them. <laughs> Definitely. I just actually set the table with the the blue and white shell one, the new scallop oh, I one. I love it. I love my shell ones. I think those might be my favorite yeah. scallop ones. <laughs> those are so beautiful. And I'm with you on the green. Most of my house is painted green. And I've probably said this on the podcast before, but I, when I had my quarter life crisis and decided to, I wanted to be an interior designer, but long story short, I didn't. Um, when I got my certificate in interior design, my teacher said that green is neutral because it goes with everything in nature. Like it's against all different colors throughout nature. And I've always took that to heart and it sounds like you do too. <laughs> 
mom always said, which I love that and my mom like has incredible interiors and that's obviously where mm-hmm. all of this has stemmed from. My mom always has what she calls the green couch theory. She goes, always get a green couch because it's a perfect neutral for a room that it can always change around it. She goes, yeah. grays and blues, like all those dark colors, they're just like so dark. But you can get mm-hmm. like a muted greenish or becomes muted when you put like pillows and rugs and it becomes a muted color in your room so we have the green theory in my family with my sisters (laughs) it's kind of funny (laughs) I love that that is funny (laughs) who would be your dream customer like if you could pick a celebrity to have some of your products or um a royal or maybe a really big influencer like who's your ultimate like you really wish that they would use some of your products and you think it'd be the perfect fit well, this is easy. I have two and I've always had two. One is classic Martha Stewart. I mean, I'm come on. She is the entertaining guru. Yes. And I would think if she one day cut flowers from her fresh garden, like fresh flowers <laughs> from her garden, put them in a mason jar with a vase wrap and gave them to a friend, like that would just be the pinnacle of success for me. Like uh-huh. if she approves and does that, like come on, right? Um, and then also Reese Witherspoon because, well, let's just say – I was in middle school when Legally Blonde came out, and I still can recite every word of the movie today. Um, So just like her in general, but she's become over these past like 10 years, such a lifestyle brand, and she has this Southern hospitality, and she's kind, and I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of her house in Nashville. It's like gorgeous and perfect, Mm -hmm. and it's not cookie cutter. It has like true authentic style. So I'm like, if she were to pick up my products and set a table or put some flowers in a vase wrap, um, that would just, I'd be like, all right, it's a proof. It's good style. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so it's would definitely be my two. Yeah. I always get Reese Witherspoon. I would say 98% of people say Reese Witherspoon. I think she's <laughs> <So> like <funny. laughs> the ultimate preppy icon, but I, I don't think I've got Martha Stewart before, but I like that. I think she is great. I mean, she's I an she, old school preppy icon. <laughs> she is. And she's like so classic though. Like she's withstood the test of time, even going to jail and all of that. Like people still, I mean, she's, she's just so classic and has great style and has evolved over the years to stay totally. relevant. You know? She totally has. It's it's kind of goals for any small business, for sure. Yes. So what's your go-to Starbucks order or like cocktail or wine? What would you say like your favorite is? Okay. So I'm in DC and we have a really hot summer. It's like really, we're literally in a marsh. So it's hotter than like people suspect it to be. Yeah. And so I, most days, drink a white wine spritz when I get home oh, with yeah. Sauvignon Blanc and a big, big, like quarter of an orange slice and like it satisfies my need for a cocktail but it keeps me a little responsible because it's only half wine half water my friends and I we do our white wine spritz walks during COVID we would like make our spritzes (laughs) in our water bottles and walk through the neighborhood after work so it's definitely my summer drink and I'm it just got really hot this week yeah same here my first one yesterday so it's back on and then um (laughs) Coffee. Well, that's easy. I am like 100% a whole milk latte girl. Okay. I do not like the taste of coffee, but I love lattes. So I got it. If there's no latte available, I forego the caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And is your studio, is that in Georgetown? It's actually north of Georgetown on the same road. So if people are familiar with DC, it's like by the American University campus. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So it's like directly um, north. Do they still have Baked and Wired in Georgetown? 
that little they coffee do. shop. They do. And okay. they opened up like a couple other joints around DC too. Oh, wow. It's been like years since I visited DC, but I always liked going there, I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's a cute little place for sure. Definitely. So what's the last thing you've read or watched? Um, well, I just got back from Mexico. I celebr- I went there for my 30th birthday, my sister's wedding. And so I had lots of time to lay on the beach and read. I don't, I love to read, but I usually don't have time for it. And mm-hmm. I read a book called The Silent Patient, which was really good. It's short. It's a quick read. You'll read it in a day or two. Everyone does. And it's a kind of a psychological thriller, but it's not really a thriller. It's like a novel. Okay. No, that sounds great. interesting. <laughs> and then TV. I'm so embarrassed to say this, but I um, watch reality TV. <laughs> oh, same here. Same. I, have a, I did not watch reality TV until I started Lucy Grimes. And I had to spend so many weekends, like literally all day Saturday, all day Sunday, every night, folding and packaging vase wraps. Yeah. I needed mindless noise in the background because, again, as I said, I'm an extrovert. I don't like to be alone. Mm -hmm. Um, So I needed, like, the conversation in the background. And I couldn't watch – I'm not a sitcom gal. And anything that took more, like – thought and paying attention I just couldn't pay attention so mm-hmm. I've become like a big um, housewives person which yes maybe, but I'm the biggest fan <laughs> since like day one who's your favorite housewife or what series do you like okay I love Sonia I'm a yes. Sonia fan that's like my yep. favorite she's 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 pretty classic in a wild way <laughs> yes exactly no she's very entertaining <laughs> who's your favorite Oh my gosh, that's so like I love. I posted this on Instagram a few weeks ago because I I watch basically all of them, and I love different people for different reasons. Like I just love Kyle Richards. Like I think I could be her friend in real life. Um, I love Cameron from Dallas because I think she has the best wardrobe. I want all of her clothes. And then I love the combination of Sonia and Ramona together. They just crack me up. Like no matter what they're doing and. They're like in their own bubbles. So there's so many. I, I love so many of them. I know they're also <laughs> different. It's hard to compare. Exactly. Exactly. And then like New Jersey is just so entertaining. And I feel like those guys are real friends in real life. So they're funny. So in the drama is right? deeper. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So what are some other brands or businesses that you love and can give a little shout out to? Well, um, not all of these are necessarily small, but... For, okay, do you know Yvonne Ellen? Y-V-O-N-N-E. She's from England. And she does such cheeky, fun, unique, like, you kind of chuckle when you look at her stuff and it's like tabletop wares, like teacups and plates. And she does like, you know, the canisters hold your coffee and your sugar and all of that. And she's like pretty. So I love her stuff. And then I love, I'm really into all of the um, embroidered napkins. And there's so many companies that do them right now. All the linen and embroidered napkins. Um, and then obviously, clothing wise, uh, Tucker Knock for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like classic. Um, and then other tabletop goods. I love Shop the Avenue and I love Lady yes. Bell. Like when I register yes. one day, when I register one day, that's where I'm registering those two. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So what's next for you? Obviously, we talked about how you have cocktail napkins coming out. Anything else? Or can you talk to me a little bit about like maybe what colors or patterns the cocktail napkins will be in? Yes, the cocktail napkins will be more of um, 
motifs like dogs and stuff because like, oh. they're like cheeky and fun and so they kind of go on their own Cute. Um, and then we actually have a new collaboration coming out in a couple weeks with an artist another artist oh. uh, Camilla Camilla Moss Art and okay. she's from Alabama and um it's very feminine and very beautiful and it's all watercolors too so I'm super excited about that and then I'm trying to work on these wine bags new wine bags oh. for gifting because the wine bags out there just aren't cutting it yeah yeah for sure oh I'm so excited for all that newness yes yeah, so lots to come <laughs> so my final question is where can people find you like let them know your Instagram handle your website address so that they can shop and follow along with you so it's Instagram's Lucy Grimes, L-U-C-Y underscore G-R-Y-M-E-S, and then Lucy Grimes also dot com for online. And then we're in like 200 stores around the country, mostly in the Southeast, a little in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have them on our website just because that's just something I haven't done yet. But (laughs) people can always DM me. I get people DM me often because I love to support the small businesses that carry my stuff. And if they have something, if there is a store nearby that has a product they want, I always like direct them there. So always can DM me if there's one near you. Yep. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, Lucy. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. I'm so happy we got to chat and you thought of Lucy Grimes. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 